This week I might be starting an ongoing internal mini-series with the Good News Friday episodes. I'm calling it, It Can Be Done. From the outset of the current global health challenge, I have been particularly drawn to the idea of how certain things that we, as denizens of the 21st century, were sure could never happen are actually happening. Or perhaps, more specifically, things we thought could not be done finally get done. It probably starts with China closing off the entire Wuhan province and its 50 million or so people in an effort to begin to control the uncontrollable, the tsunami of a highly communicable virus. Of course, most of us on this end of the social scale, those of us who live in so-called democratic societies, were not surprised that a country like China, with its long history of social control, would easily be able to simply tell those fifty or so million people to stay in their homes. I thought to myself, first of all, the Chinese are a homogenous people. All Chinese people are Chinese. They share DNA. They share cultural and moral mores. They all look alike. Of course, this is simplistic thinking, but to a certain degree there must be some truth behind it. Beyond having lived in a society that shines for its control of the people, from how many babies you can have to what you can't say publicly without fear of consequences, when the president for life says, stay at home or else, you probably stay at home, fearing that or else. Not long after that impacting event way over there in China, Rumors began to spread that over here, in this so-called democratic world, the same kind of lockdown action might be the most prudent thing to do if the virus managed to traipse its way over the old Silk Highway to our western end of the planet. I was convinced that such would be totally unlikely. Oh sure, it might be suggested, but life in Europe, where I live, is not at all like life in China. Then Italy began talking about infections in a northern region. Then Italy quarantined that region. Then Italy locked down the entire country. Then Spain, my home country, began getting ill. Then I began getting a little worried. At the beginning of March, I was buying latex gloves and finding that there were no masks available in the pharmacies, and it was really hard to find hand disinfectant. Still, it seemed unlikely, possible, but unlikely that there would be a national lockdown order in Spain. I had to drop by the hospital to do a regular blood checkup. I do this every six months to control an infection I got years ago that ended up as a double pneumonia that landed me in hospital for five weeks. That was on Wednesday, March 11th. I was a little anxious. I was going to be in a building where a lot of sick people congregate. I was going to be in a waiting room with a lot of people waiting to have blood drawn. I had a mask and gloves in my bag, along with that little bottle of hand disinfectant. No one at the laboratory seemed particularly out of sorts. No one was wearing a mask. The door to the street had been left open, so no one had to touch the handle to get in. The lab had opened an hour earlier to be able to attend people more rapidly, and there were more nurses, so there weren't as many people waiting as was usual. I waited outside, watching for my number to come up in the reflection of the glass door. The nurse who took my blood was talking about what she was going to do about her vacation. She had booked a trip to Egypt with some other nurses and their families. She was saying that if going on that trip meant that she might get trapped in Egypt or simply stuck in her hotel because the country had closed down, she would simply be better off canceling. She was meant to leave the next Friday and still had to decide. Thursday at work was strange. 
Mid-March was a period of uncertainty, and every day the news brought us more uncertainty. I was beginning to think that I should ask my boss to let me work from home, that I was concerned about people happily walking about, spreading germs, and that I was exposing myself needlessly to infection. We talked briefly about it. It seemed decided that for now we would wait to see what the government had to say about it. Friday must have brought some new news. I, along with the workmate, decided that we would not be returning physically to work the next Monday, the 16th. Data was escalating. Curves were on a sharp upward rise. If the government wasn't going to do anything about it all, I was. I told my boss this, but only after having to wait for him to take his wife to the hospital for an emergency checkup, as she had been ill all that week and didn't seem to be getting any better. On Monday the 16th, Spain went into shelter-in-place mode, so despite my boss not liking my decision on Friday not to come into work on Monday, I was finally backed up by the national government, and he could not resist. I felt safe at home, and he felt frustrated at his business being slowed down because his entire office staff was not at his beck and call. In our first work-from-home phone meeting, he mentioned that he had been at home all weekend with body aches and fever. On Wednesday, he telephoned me specifically to inform me that his wife had been tested positive for COVID-19 and that he had been ordered into a 14-day quarantine. So, despite his beliefs that the virus was not all that big a deal, that he could not close down his business, that work had to go on, that we'd all get over it, he suddenly found himself without an office staff, confined to his home for two weeks, and with his wife quite ill in the hospital. What he believed could not be so ended up being so. And what most of us believed was unlikely, maybe even impossible, was beginning on that 16th of March, 2020. A democratic government had just ordered all non-essential workers to stay at home. We could only go out to shop for food, pick up medicine. We could not take a stroll in the afternoon. We could not meet up for a beer with friends at the corner bar. We could not go to the cinema, get our hair cut, get a tattoo. We were on lockdown. This has occurred in other parts of the so-called democratic world. Even so, there remains a large bunch of people who believe that it cannot be so. Many of them are people whose livelihood has been severely affected by not being allowed to go to work or have their employees at work. In my boss's case, that involved applying for a temporary closing of his economic activity, laying off his four workers temporarily. Others who continue to believe a lockdown in a so-called democratic society cannot be so are those who stubbornly put their imagined God-given rights over common sense or scientific reality. Those are the ones who think that by showing up on the steps of a legislative building in a state capital with guns, they are somehow going to overcome both the economic and health challenges that currently face the world. What matters here, though, is that despite all of the anecdotal resistance, my boss, who despite an ordered legal 14-day quarantine and a general national lockdown, got in his Mercedes and drove to his office and garden every day as if such things did not apply to him, or those demonstrators who believe their unalienable rights are more important than dealing sensibly with a unique threat to human well-being. What seemed impossible turned out to be doable. Governments around the world have ordered their citizens to stay at home. 
In many of those places, the majority, the grand majority, actually stayed at home, obeyed the directive. It could be done, despite our thinking, it could not. Other things have been done as well that we thought undoable. Those will end up being the themes of future episodes on Good News Friday. I personally hope that many of those things catch on, things like providing health care for free or at a reasonable price, feeding people who are in need, working from home instead of driving to an office every day, closing down traffic in cities, lessening the contamination in our atmosphere. These are all things that, within the framework of addressing a global health challenge, we have done, we have shown, can be done. There is no reason why they can't be done once we've gotten on the other side of this. We'll come back to this in weeks to come. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Radio Rebels.